You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video. So it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect, design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So much cock. <laughs> we need more of it this morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. Uh, it's uh, the morning sickness. And spent uh, last evening over there at Four Peaks guzzling down that Ching Chavez and doing the right thing for uh, all the... That was awesome. I've never given a big check to a, a place before. I've never actually been... I've done not that, that big. That was a fatty. Yeah, it was a fat one. I've done the, you know, the, the contest giveaway. I've done the uh, here's your $5,000 Doug Hopkins guaranteed, you know... At U-Fest, which is always awesome, and Doug's always great about it, giving that check away. I've handed uh, the big check over to contest winners only. I've never done it where it's actually uh, what we did last night, which was hand over a check for $67,000, rounding up just a little, $67,000 to the American or the Arizona Humane Society, which is so cool. And uh, it was just neat. We had a little check presentation at Four Peaks last night, and we all started drinking like crazy. And, some of you listeners caught on to the uh, last-minute prof- uh, party that we had and the puppies that were there. And Billy, the listener. Rando oh, tryout. Rando Rando Billy, who makes us worry that Rando Billy's going to end up on our flight to Las Vegas here shortly. That's right, Rando Billy. You made us all kind of nervous because he's, he's figured it out. And he's one that could go, but Rando Billy might be, uh, you know those people that you get, you're like, you like him and stuff. He's a nice guy. But you're like, uh-oh. He's going to make trouble. He's going to he's going to be the one that we're, you know, peeling off of another dude. Uh, not Might not make that the way. flight back home. Right. We'd be waiting on the tarmac for for Billy. Where is he? No. No, we no, wouldn't. We're Actually, Brett's waiting. right. We're not waiting for a thing. <laughs> Brett's right. And he was fun, but he is. Uh, 
He's a potential winner. And oh my goodness. God, every, I hope the phones don't work. Everybody I talk to, <laughs> everybody I talk to is like, I've known the questions for your thing. I know what's going on. And like, all right, well, you got to get through. And then we met Miranda, who actually did get through yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, she missed the one question about when did the show start month and year. Got the year right. Got the month right. And then last second changed her mind and changed the month. And so I told her yesterday, I, her and her husband were there and we were chatting away and she said, I, it just destroys me that I second-guessed it. I'm like, all right. And I had the, the questions with me because they're in my phone. And I said, let's see if you'd have gotten the other three. Yep. Got them. She got them. So. She did a parlay. Missed it by one. Missed it by one. Yeah. Well, it's a calculated giveaway. People are like, you're never going to give any of these away. Nobody's ever going to. That's the point. We've only got four slots to give away this, and we've got a few weeks to do it. So we'll get you. We'll get you all straightened up. But uh, it happens again later today when you hear the golden ticket uh, drop. That's what you need. And once you hear it, you'll know it's your time to shine and perhaps get involved in that thing. I, I don't was, know what's going on. I was singing that all day yesterday. I got a golden Because we ticket. play every damn. <laughs> you can't help it. It's not yelling at me. It's like, <laughs> shut up for Christ's sake. Trust me. It brings a smile to your face. Oh, yeah. Really weird because it won't go away. Like, Grandpa Joe stays in your head the whole day. <laughs> It's really strange. Uh, by the way, we talked about Brett's family uh, killing that guy in the Grand Canyon or oh. trying to, but he got out. Um, and once again, you know, we speculated based on the news story that six guys went in, one guy stayed back, and they came. I think it was about that. So the other guys were like, hey, he's got a busted shoulder. Get, He's done. And they, I, my theory was they didn't expect him to get better. Uh, they, they heard him and left him in the woods to, like, rot because that's a mob thing. It is. You know it. This isn't Pine Barrens. <laughs> it's something like that. So uh, the whole thing added up to me to be a mob story. And then I got an email from a guy yesterday, last night. He's like, hey, John, 20-year listener. I know when your people say that, you don't believe them, but I've never emailed you before. I was catching up on the podcast, uh, and I heard your discussion about the hikers in the Grand Canyon. The story in the Republic and uh, on AZ Central and all the news, garbage. Two of the people on that trip are friends of mine, neighbors. And the story wildly misrepresents what happened. See, now, I'm reading this thinking to myself, I'm right. This is what the mob would send to the guy who's figured it out. Was it t- signed by, like, Tommy two <laughs> no, times or something I, there or I, something? No, or? it's Chris, and I, I appreciate Chris taking the time. To, and there's more. He says, during the hike, the group planned a side trip up a rocky canyon to see a waterfall. Oh, you want to go see a waterfall? <laughs> It's a great hike. Three of the group decided they would rather stay at the campsite and rest, so two went ahead. On the way back, one of the two guys slipped on a rock, dislocated his shoulder. It happens. Since the terrain was so rocky, there was no way they could make it back to the group. The other hiker went ahead to go get the group to use their satellite phone to call for help. He did, and around 6.30, they were able to make contact, get help. However, they did not know when the rescue was coming. It was too dark for them to try to get back to the guy who was injured, so they planned on doing it in the morning to have people go to the camp. Finally, around 9.30, they get the call that he'd been rescued already. So in the morning, they all went on to finish the trip since he was already safe. There was no abandoning, just a situation where one person had to go on and get help. There we go. So that makes sense. So the news didn't cover that. But, but, the, but my point being, with the story I told yesterday, assuming it was the mob... Still not completely. His name was can, Chris. Still not Chris compl- Baltasanti. <laughs> yeah, is that what? Right. Is that the last name? Yo, T. The guy's alive. <laughs> Get him a helicopter. Get him out of there, Christopher. What are you doing? They send a man to do your job, Chris. <laughs> so I'm still not 100 percent convinced. However, this is what I was saying about questions. 
journalism. What happened? You're supposed to say I don't feel so that. bad now, John. Right, but this story's like a thorough... Here's what happened. This is a better story. Like if I was watching the news and they gave me this thorough story saying it was a harrowing experience that they separated. Yeah, the one guy stayed with him. Yeah, one guy gets hurt. Time. Well, not necessarily. They did leave him. But it was that thing where the, the one I guy went the ahead. One- no, no. They got the satellite thing, then they moved on. But it's, yeah, you got people hanging out in different locations. He had a bro with him. He got the satellite phone. They were prepared. He had a bro helping out. Then they left him in the dark for a little while. I said, what are you going to do? The chopper's on the way. So they finished up. He couldn't get down that rocky crag. So that would have been a better story to send Holly Bach on and have her sit and go, and then get this. But it's not. They just they just said they abandoned a dude in the that's a that's a better headline. He got rescued, they went on. Right. Well they didn't they didn't say the rescued parts. A man left behind injured in uh bottom of Grand Canyon friends finished trip. Like, ooh, I'm reading that. You don't want to read the uh, friends save guy's life as an injury in the bottom of the canyon. Finished trip. Who cares? Uh, he says, I'm not mad at you. I don't blame your a reaction. If I'd have read the same story without knowing what happened, I'd have called the a-holes too. I'm emailing, emailing because I hope you can take a couple minutes to share the truth. The Republic couldn't be bothered. I actually, He's contacting all the news sources. He's like, hey, you idiots didn't do the story right either. But uh, it also uh, focuses on a larger problem is we're only fed what we're fed. Where the rats get in the pellets. And it's like, here's the story. And, and if something as innocuous as this isn't a, isn't the full story, what else don't we know? Kind of cliff noting articles now. Cliff note everything to, to fit the agenda of the entertainment based news world. Which is why I'm a I'm a speculator. I like it. My news is much better because I'll watch a story and try to read between the lines and a lot of the times I see it. It's real. And it makes me giggle. But, uh, yeah, so to those guys and to uh, to longtime listener Chris, we appreciate it. So, like I said, I'm a longtime listener. I really need to get uh, off my ass and come to one of your events and meet you in pers- person. I promise my hands don't sweat. I'd be very easy to spot. I'm a six-foot-seven-inch Viking. <laughs> I, damn it all. Now, this whole email has swung to me never having the ability to say that to anyone. Could you describe yourself? There's no better way to describe yourself. I'm six-foot-seven-inch Viking. You can't miss me. Tall Rando. Yeah, I am an off-the-rack mannequin, and he's a six-foot-seven-inch Viking. It's just not fair. He and I struggle the same thing. Yeah. He's not off-the-rack. Yeah. <laughs> You're not off-the-rack either. You shop at the same stores, which I find uh, the big and tall. Different sections. <laughs> yeah, you're in the far left. He's way over in the wow. He's on the side that says, wow, a man. And you're in the side that says, what have I done to myself? It's written on the wall. What have you done to yourself? <laughs> The XLHBP department's pretty nice. But, yeah, I've always found that to be funny, that they lumped big and tall together. Like, both were like, look, you're equally in trouble with clothes. And it's true. I've never seen a guy who's 6'5", six, 6'7", six, have a shirt that fits properly. I always see in their belly. They're never ever a long enough shirt for a guy that size. Brady found this this morning, and I just love it. Speaking of headlines that'll grab you. This is great. Xavier Howard, who is a ridiculous... Shut down uh, corner. Oh, he's a great cornerback. Awesome. Miami Dolphins corner. It is now out. Headline. Xavier Howard allegedly has four women pregnant right now, according to an IG model, which means he's banging her, too. She's not pregnant yet. She knows about the four that are. Whore. 
But she's an IG model. That goes without saying. We can replace the word whore with IG model, I think, right now. I'm pretty sure that that's the same thing. How He's coming off. The funny thing is, I don't know, funny, but he's coming off uh, another case that a girl that he was with contracted an STD and said he was the one that gave it to her. He's taking she full advantage. She wanted 30K for that. He uh, That's it? He produced a negative result. They're, oh. still, they're still going at it. I mean, that's what he's saying. I, I've been tested. He wins. I'm negative. You claim well, whether STD. or not that, if it's a credible test or whatever. Oh. It's still on well, He tested himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, all you got, if you're clear, just let her like go to yeah. a neutral doctor. You got with that her. from a different horn. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's somebody else's test. <laughs> anyway, he's uh, an incurable STD has been thrown into one of the IG models. And babies, which is also an incurable STD, well, it is curable. <laughs> and preventable. Oh, so preventable. Dr. Lin. So preventable. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. Uh, so, yeah, Howard is uh, four, she says. Now, I don't know if she's telling the truth yet. Yeah. But four people at the same time. It catches your attention. It, it gets your eye because it's professional athletes doing their damage all over. And he's Miami. And here's the thing you know about. Since uh, sports gambling came to my world, I have talked to people who used to do sports gambling before we had the apps. Those used to be called degenerates. Now we're all that. So um, my buddy Max was well-versed in sports gambling. When he was in his early 20s, he went up to Vegas and started to – he did very well for a while. And then, of course, you know, it started – He it was like his – Certain training practices. Well, his face became a snow globe, and then he just blew it all. <laughs> so, uh, But Max is fun. So he, he used to always tell me, if you're betting, always remember two things. Miami and Scottsdale are undefeated. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, if a team – has an overnight stay in either Miami or Scottsdale. They will not cover the spread the next day. And you go back and look. One or two players, maybe three. It's remarkable. Let road teams that visit Scottsdale covering. Look at the Cardinals. The, the Giants had an extra day here and almost blew it. They had to wake up in the, at halftime. Damn it, I didn't even think about that. Scottsdale's undefeated. It's very hard. And a lot of teams, you know, the, the long trip guys get a night. They usually show up early Saturday, do a walkthrough, and they've got Saturday night, usually a curfew, but they'll they'll be in Scottsdale doing something terrible. Scottsdale's undefeated, wildly undefeated. Now, West Coast teams, they do the, the night before, drop in, get them in the hotel, because they know better. And get the, them in the, hotel, and the teams know better to, to keep the teams in Glendale. Well, they're trying that now, because yeah. downtown Phoenix, is. they used to keep the basketball teams in Scottsdale. And then we went through an old list of when the Suns were terrible and found teams that stayed an extra. They didn't cover the spread once. When the Suns won 16 games, they'd cover the spread every time a team had an extra night here. And now they're doing that. All right, we're going to play. Well, Trailblazers are going to be here for three days. 
they're not covering the spread in one of those, and it's usually the second one. So Xavier Howard lives in Miami, plays for the Dolphins, and it's getting him too. Four women. Can you imagine the third phone call? Xavier, I'm pregnant. Oh man. Oh, hold on, man. I'm getting hold on, I'm getting another call, baby. And and accept. <laughs> Hello. Xavier. Yes. I'm pregnant. God damn. All right. I would just be writing four hundred dollar checks to see whoever would take. But uh yeah, it says uh Listen, raw dog. Yeah. <laughs> Time to wrap it up, Xavier. You're Did making... he call Sean Kemp, tell him to hold his right. beer or what? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I got this. I got four at once. Man. Now I've heard of, you know, was it Cromarty who had thirteen? Uh, we had Sean Kemp, who had 11 at least. Evander Holyfield's not sure how many kids not, there is. another football player undetermined, like Clint Eastwood. That was, I think that was Cromartie. He played for the Jets. Might have been. And there was another guy for the Jets that had like 11 or 12. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, if you look on his Wikipedia page, it says children undetermined. <laughs> You're still He's 90. He's 90 years old. They still haven't figured out who's his. That's not a good way to live. But, you know. <sighs> yeah, that's why he keeps making those. He made that cry macho at age eighty eight because he's like, I got to start making movies for the people. I he had to no get money. his last son in a movie. I'm broke. It, yeah, and that Mexican kid that's in it had to be his. And those Asian kids in uh, Gran Torino were his. Like, <laughs> that's that's just look. He's part of the program in the court case. I go ahead and I uh, I give my kids roles in films, even though they're not actors. That's why none of them could act. That's why they were all tell. Ah, you tell me. Get off my lawn. I should have aborted him when I had the chance. <laughs> True story of how he felt about the Hmong people. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. And, he, and he always writes it to be racially offensive towards who are probably his kids, and he just not allowed to say it at the... Hey, fish heads, everybody out. <laughs> Jeez, that's an odd thing to say to that kid. I don't like him. It's uh, yeah. So undetermined is something that that's the most horrifying thing. How many kids do you have? That's uh, indeterminate. <laughs> really? You're ninety. We haven't gathered round and figured that out in ninety years. You're almost a century old, and we can't figure out whose kids yours. Not quite. They're everywhere. It's like trying to find uh, how many scorpions live on a mommy's back. Saving Howard four at once. That is the current standard of whoring. Let's go the other way. I've seen this. This is pretty salty. Before we get to this, how about the guy who's dead because of the Patriots and Dolphins game? Uh, he was in the crowd. And this, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, oh, it was Patriots-Giants, I think. Uh, either way, it, and, well, who they, they played the Dolphins, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, dude, got they got into a fist fight. They were jawing back and forth the whole game. It was a Dolphins fan. That's right. And uh, they started scuffling, scrapping, and then... Everybody said, eh, it kind of looked like a regular fight. And then dude just reached up, lands two, boom, boom. And everybody's like, woof, fight's over. And uh, dude killed him. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it was over. Uh, killed him. Yeah. So remember the Giants and Dodgers, when the two Dodger yeah. fans beat that dude up and he had head injuries, he got $14 million from the team for not doing enough to secure the area. For, But that's why, this is the big reason, like the Steelers are up in Vegas on Sunday. And people keep asking me, you going, you going? I'm like, uh-uh. I, I don't understand risking it because it's there's it's too tribal and passionate. I don't understand risking it in a in their building. I don't understand because most people are respectful and normal, but the ones that aren't stab. The ones that don't have, I guess it's because as a kid I went to oddly enough Dolphin Steelers playoff game when I was a little boy at Three River Stadium, and I watched it was a seven to nothing Dolphins 
At, that's all it was. They hadn't accomplished much of anything. And he turned around and he unfurled a dolphin's pennant and shook it in the face of the guys in front of us. And I just remember my dad grabbing me real close. It's cold. It's like end of December, freezing. Dad pulls me in tight and he goes, just stay with me. I'm like, all right. No noise, not a whole lot. And the four dudes waited for that guy to turn around and walk down and beat the living out of this dude for what felt like an hour. And nobody tried to stop it. And all he did was turn around, roll that pennant out, and just shake it in the faces of Steeler fans. that were like, nope, not in our house. And my dad told me, you don't wear the opposing team's gear in someone else's house. I'm like, okay, I'll remember that forever. Now, it has gotten lighter now because back then you didn't have the ability to to sell your tickets to any rando that wants to come to the game. So there's a lot more fans of the other team in stadiums. But that's true in uh, Ohio. At Ohio State. I've, I've gone to a ton of games, and I'm sure there's been uh, some fights every now and then. But as a kid, I remember um, not really. It was kind of friendly banter, friendly smack talking. You're, you get you're into going that. by the tailgate areas. and I guarantee you that if somebody was changed. mouthy Michigan, somebody with a mouthy Michigan thing going off at Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, yeah. They're getting beat up. Yeah. they. they yeah. I mean, I guess maybe... They knew better in a way. Yeah, that everybody was, should. Yeah. And I'm not saying the blame, but I mean, what was, you got to get into the idea of what was the dude saying? He's in Boston. He's a Dolphin fan, and he killed the Patriots fan, as far as I understand. But he turns, and there's nothing worse than getting killed by a dude in teal. Like that dude was dressed like a like a fish. Hey. Like yeah, he, he looked like a like a neon sign, Dolphin uniform, least tough uniform in football. There's no like. It's it's gay. Let's say it. It's a gay uniform with a fish on the yay a fish like the friendliest fish of all time. And the sun is shining, and my orange is popping, and my turquoise brings out my eyes. It's the gayest uniform in football. So to get beat up by a dude, and in, 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 I think you don't think they're tough. There's still a man inside that teal and orange thing, and he killed the guy. But you have to wonder what was being said. Doesn't matter what I know, but you have to wonder. It does matter because you shouldn't do it, but you're running the risk. It's happened here at Cardinals Stadium when 49ers fans get lippy and Cardinals fans can't take it anymore. You're talking about a Patriots team. It's just not worth it. The Patriots team that has dominated the world for years, they are spoiled and fat and sloppy, and they look at you like, ah, we're not good anymore, and you are. They haven't, they're not used to being mouthed off to. They used to always have the scoreboard, and they don't now. You're going to lose it. Patriot fans are going to kill people like crazy. If it starts becoming, now it's our time to lip off in Boston. It, it isn't. You're right. It is. It shouldn't matter what's said, but it does. Because I remember, you know, even going to those, uh, even though my team's not in it, the f- different Fiesta Bowls, yeah. walking down that, Circular thing at the end of the game, and one of the other fans are the winners are yelling, yeah. chirping, and all that. But and in the Fiesta Bowl, you, you expect the crowd to be. It's not a home yeah, game. Yeah, but even on rival games, going to sure. U of A, ASU, and you get lippy. That's the thing, though. It's it's not about it's about respecting where you are. You can get lippy at your own thing, and if I go to a game, if you went to a Cardinals. And Bears game and wore the Bears gear. You should sit down and shut up, even if the Bears are whipping their ass. That's all you scoreboard. Yeah, 
I don't understand the Every dudes. now and then I go back, hey, that was a good play there yeah, on when, that. Yeah, but you're a nice person. Oh, well, you're doing it in a facetious kind of uh, really uh, underhanded Well, passing. just saying, oh, yeah. good, this is a good game. Well played. You're well the, played. You're the guy that I would Ooh, punch. you guys almost had it. Yeah, see, yeah, no. See, you I'd, get your ass kicked. I'd put my foot through your face. Never happened. Because you don't actually do that. I'd put my <laughs> foot through your face if you did that. If the game mattered and you were walking around going, hey. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Holmberg's morning sickness. I was at a Steelers game. I sit, I, but I, I, I do for the most part. Um, it just happens. You end up communicating to the rows and back you in front of you, just in sure. that zone. You know who they are. Right. You're kind of basically saying, "All right, who are we dealing with?" What? How much leniency do we have on yeah. the cheering? And see, but you're kind and ro- rose-colored glasses. I've probably been to seven to ten situations. Cubs Diamondbacks was one of them. Steelers Bengals. A little boy almost got his dad killed because the Bengals beat the Steelers in a game in late November, and it was close. And we're all leaving the stadium, and this kid's like, "You're losers! Ooh, losers!" And we're walking by, and he's walking with us, and he wouldn't shut up. There's another loser, Dad. Dad's not stopping it. And I tapped the dad on the shoulder because I'm watching these dudes standing next to me going, he's done. He doesn't say. And I said, you need to quiet him down. And I'm not saying it because I'm threatening you. Quiet the kid down. I was with Ralphie May. And he goes, hey, right. He's right, player. Quiet your kid down. Hey, right. Kid wouldn't shut up. And I told the dad, well, you need to go. And the dad was like, oh, okay. He didn't see it. What kind of. He didn't see it. He thought it was just. He was Cute, like, funny. He was like Brady fun nobody hurts each other he thought this is just a, a friendly ride uh-uh there were three dudes standing next to us walking on the same sidewalk that were planning his execution diamondbacks cubs game years ago there was a diamondbacks fan that was so lippy my friend jim wilson the guy he goes uh, you cup fan you want to get up and go and wilson just grabbed the corners of his chair and he got up and he goes let's go and i'm like wilson calm down wilson <laughs> wilson and he started to walk out of the aisle no one messes with the asian dragon other diamondback fans got the diamondback fan kicked out and they're like, we're sorry. That's not what we represent. I'm like, this dude was begging for it just because. And we weren't being noisy. Jim had a Cubs jersey on. I thought it was going down. I don't understand the risk. Like, if I, I went to the Dodgers playoff game in Cubs gear, and the Cubs were so bad. I'm like, I told the guys behind me, I'm like, look, I'm not lippy. I'm not mouthy. I'm just here for my Cubbies. And they were pretty nice. And then they uh, said, uh, the one fat lady said, uh, your girlfriend needs a sandwich. Because they were huge women, and they didn't like that. Megan was what they don't—a word they're unfamiliar with. What she was fit. They've never heard of that or known what that was. But I didn't. But I was getting a little tired of that because I'm like, now it's getting personal. I just keep it down. And I turned and they said, "Can't get a sandwich." I'm like, "Oh, because the standard for beauty is to be big." And the and the one guy goes, "Ooh," because he hates that he's piling on that giant fat lady too. And then I, by the end of the night, I was wearing a Manny Ramirez Dodgers jersey because I was like, screw this. I'm switching teams. The Cubs were so bad, I was mad at them. I was more angry at the Cubs. But I felt that going into another stadium in that gear, you might get dropped. Now, did you, when you just went to the Cubs games this weekend, what were you wearing? Uh, I had a t-shirt, a blue okay. t-shirt. It had Wrigley Field on it. And you know what? Which is still... It, it, it's risking it. Yeah. And I sat there and said, if anything was to go down, I'm shaking hands with the guy. I'm like, your team is fine. I'm not... But I don't... But there are only Cub fans around him. I was just going to say, right there right were now. no Diamondback fans. For this playoff chase, I didn't see any Diamondback fans. That was really disappointing. But I went there, sat in the corner. But I didn't have, like, glaring Cubs. But I wore it. 
And baseball's a little different. It is because I went to I went and seen a game at Camden Yards with the White Sox. I wore my White Sox jersey, but I kept my mouth shut. Yeah, keep you know, your mouth was, shut. and everybody was cool. Most as people as think a White Sox fan is armed. <laughs> so you, well, you it guys, was Baltimore. So yeah, well, it been, that's a good point. It'd have been dual. <laughs> well, the Baltimore fans have drugs in their ass, and those Sox fans have a have a gun somewhere in their fat rolls. We know that you're trying to enjoy the game, but you're still thinking a little worried about where your car's parked. Oh yeah, and certain. Yeah, no, you don't. Baltimore. You just don't do it. You don't. You. Nobody knows how bad it's. But I'm not going to Vegas and wearing Steelers gear and chirping and yelling and screaming. It's stupid. Amandeep's a big, big 49ers fan, and they went to Oakland and seen the Raiders. And, you no know, and he's like, he goes, I just wore a black yeah. T-shirt, and that's it. I'll never forget that meeting when I, when I worked for the Cardinals when they were heading up to Oakland, and I didn't do the road trips. And they said, do not wear your Cardinals gear, nothing with Cardinals uh, insignia, nothing at all when you're getting off the bus going in. Don't wear the they, – it's the Cardinals. At the time, I think they had four wins. They weren't good. And the Raiders fans were still going to f- them up if they wandered around in the gear. In they had the nerve to do it. It's it's tribal and it's it's not right, but that's the way it goes. I don't get it. So when I see a guy got you know beat to death by the, and then the other point is that the Dolphin fan won the fight in Boston, which means the Patriot fan that got knocked out didn't have any backup, so he was probably being pretty Boston. At the time, the Dolphin fan said, screw it. I'm in Gillette Stadium, and I'm still going to start a fight with a Patriot fan. That means the Boston guy was the worst one of the bunch. And people were trying to break it up, but it was one-on-one. Normally, you see, because when that Cardinals fight happened with the 49ers, remember, the whole section just cleared, and then all the women and the kids and the weaklings ran away, and everybody piled into that thing, and that dude started stabbing. Uh, it got crazy, fast. You shake your head like it shouldn't happen, and it shouldn't, but it does. And it's, it's t- unbelievable. We have it's to live still, in reality. I always shake. I'm just like, yeah. man, it's the way it is. I know that's the way. it well, is. Well, it's. I guarantee you, you didn't see it, but that Ohio- I was when I went with you at the Ohio State thing. It was tense sometimes when Michigan people wandered. Oh, by. there's uh, you know, <laughs> there's skirmishes that yeah. go on. Oh, it's constant. That 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 was a that was a that was a fun game. That was tense. That was a, and it was for the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Or no, it was for the Fiesta Bowls, for the championship. It was for when they came, they came here and played for the title. That's right. So that thing had everything riding on it. I, uh-uh. Creepy. Yeah, so it's a weird thing, but don't just don't. I mean, the, you know, the more you know, the public service announcement, just don't. And I kind of like it to go back to the old way. Where, and, and the worst part is the NFL does it. We must protect the nest. They tell their fans, don't let other people in. And then they get like, well, when they're posing fans here, treat them with respect. Protect the nest. It's such a mixed message. Here's beer. Be cordial to someone who disagrees. Here, here's more beer. Now protect your house. These people are invading, like the words they use, invading us. They've invaded the stadium. Of course you start feeling a little bit like, hey, wait a minute. Somebody's pissing on my property. My dad and, and you know, going up through Little League and – um football and all the way through whatever sport it was tennis baseball football he's like you know you win that's great you you celebrate that win but you start getting a little cocky and everything prepare for your to take a loss like you just beat these guys yeah are you ready to handle that yeah because it'll come back around well, on you being a good loser and the more you talk yeah being a being a bad winner is as bad as being yeah a bad loser sportsmanship 
Hey, your dad was teaching you sportsmanship. Some people didn't get the lesson. And some people can't take it. You know, it's like their it's their loved one, it's their family. I get like riled up about the Steelers, but I keep it to myself. I'll joke with people. It's friendly banter back and forth, but at a stadium, I'm not going up to Vegas. Even the soft ass Vegas Raider fans, they're not the same as Oakland. I'm not going up there in a Steelers jersey. Friends of mine are like, let's go up, let's watch them. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not setting foot in that stadium dressed in the opposing gear. I don't. And the Steelers it's travel. It's tough sometimes when you have people coming over rooting for other teams. We like don't do it. That's why my, my house is usually just, it has to be some a close friend. You have to know, okay, yeah. these people can be, they're all right. I'm not bringing somebody else yeah. because you could, we're serving, we got alcohol, we're goofing around, we're all, we're, you know, we have similar interests. And if somebody came over and started popping up, we had it one time. I remember my friend Kevin was there and there's a guy across, we always sat him across the other side and he started getting lippy and my buddy's like, who the F is this guy? My guy, he's a fan of the other team. He goes, I'm about to, cl- I'm about to close his doors. <laughs> All right, no, not in my house. And then another dude came up, and he's not allowed in the house anymore. My friend Phil brought a buddy who whispered in my ear, you know the Ravens are a much better team than yours, right? And I'm like, okay, whatever. It was the Ravens-Steelers, and I'm like, okay. And then he comes back, and he whispers later, I don't give a, a crap about your team at all. I'm only here to just make you upset. Okay, well, you're welcome for being invited into my home. And I just remember sitting there, and then Phil's like, I'm so sorry. Because he was trying to get me to get pissed off in my own house. This will be year number two. We, we go over uh, to this guy's house. He's a Notre Dame fan, Donovan. See. And he has us over last year, which is ballsy because he's the only one there, and there's five or six of us that Ohio are. State people. Yeah. I don't know why and it was good. And it's, but we know it's friendly enough, but that's still a tough deal. But this year, he. He said, you know, we're going over again, and if he wins, he gets, it could be the greatest win of his life because yeah. he's, he's having people over there. To rub it in. Yeah. You get the wrong dude in that. A couple pops in him. He doesn't like seeing it. His whole we don't expand over. it that much. No, you got to like keep we, it tight. Gotta... Keep that tight. So anyway, not that it should have happened, not that I'm saying, but, you know, it's the OJ murder. It was wrong, but in a way... You stood in the middle of the road and got hit by a car and then wondered, how come cars are hitting me? You don't mouth off at a sporting event with a dude in the opposing jersey, especially if the Dolphin fan won. More proof that Bostonians are horrible. Nobody backed them up in Boston. But it's a, yeah, so don't. Don't do it. Even Cardinal fans don't do it. Well, I called my brother yesterday because he's a Notre Dame guy, and I said, if you guys win, I will beat the tar out of yeah. you when I see you. <laughs> right, you would want to. If your brother was calling you, I have to go, fighting Irish, like every five minutes. You're like, that's enough. It's, you just don't want to have it rubbed. You don't want your face rubbed in it. You, you invest too much of your feelings into sports to have that done. We invest money. We invest time. We invest emotion. It's not like a marriage. We care about football. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Holmberg's morning sickness. The other stuff back. And that day is going to happen. Especially if you're competing or whatever. But even if you're a fan. Your teams, it's going to happen to your team, yep. and you're going to have to take it one time. Well, last night at Four Peaks, we're, I was talking to a guy, and another guy said something. And I said, Steelers game, so their offense was terrible. I was just assessing the game. 
And I said uh, something about, I don't forgot what we said, but the Ravens came up. And the guy looks at me and he goes, I'm a Ravens fan. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking too fast for Ravens fans to follow. And he started laughing. And he goes, I love the show, but I hate you. And I'm like, oh, I hate you too. And then we just started laughing. It was like an, it was a, an under, a mutual understanding. This isn't going to go any further because we both hate each other. Based on what you love and what I love, being in, we're incompatible. It's Lauren Boebert jerking off that Democrat at the theater. We're not, it's not happening. I, if if Margot Robbie, this is how bad it is. If Margot Robbie, then I told you yesterday, I would switch to Nazism if somebody's tugging my horn. But if Margot Robbie came in and said, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan, she's out. I'm not even attracted to her anymore. She could come in and say. She can't even touch the horn. If she came in and said, you know. Hitler had some points. Be like, all right, just keep tugging that horn. Like politically, I don't care where you stand. I can, I, I'm not invested. Well, whatever, just keep tugging. You come in and say you're a diehard Ravens fan. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I want you out. You're the ugliest person in the world to me. And Ravens fans feel that way about Steelers fans. It's a fact. It's just a thing. You have it with the Packers, but there's no rivalry. Well, it's sad for you, really. And you married Still hate him. You married one. I, <laughs> He's got a Packer fan at home. And you were Sucks. telling me she's lipping off the whole time. Oh, she does. Sunday. Oh, oh, she'll get you killed. She'll get you killed, Bert. Oh, she, now That's she how good it. the horn she tugging is. She's not going to go into. She's not going to go yeah. into somebody else's stadium like that. Yeah, I'll tell you. I don't know how you do it. That, yeah, you're right, Brady. That horn tug must feel like Vishnu's doing it because. <laughs> To have a, a the, the, your, your, the it's a pretty good horn tug. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. There is magic between whatever Asian massage parlor she learned how to touch the horn. Because <laughs> if eh, Megan even she learned very well said the, if she even said the Ravens are good, get the f- out of my house. <laughs> I'd kick her out if she take a lap. If she showed up as a joke in a Lamar Jackson jersey and get the f- out. Can't do it. It's not a thing. Passion, and evidently I don't get that. You would put your kinda, Ray Rice jersey on a fix. The I would fix the issue with a little Ray Lewis. No Ray Rice. Oh, Ray God. Rice had an idea. Yeah, Ray right. Lewis had a conclusion. It's a concept. Yeah, yeah. This was just kind of a conceptualizing a, a, a method solving. A method of solving problems was Ray Rice. Ray Lewis was a method of getting rid of the problem. Solution. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, I don't. I. I, evidently, I'm not getting the, tor- the horn tugs that Brett is because that uh, it doesn't even it, uh, it's unfathomable for me to have rival. Man, hand, love is really good. Uh, rival hand jobs. All I all I'd think about when I was in the the oral getting a mouth hug. All I'd think about is choking her to death. <laughs> I just, just I could kill her right now. I could kill her with it. I'm picturing it's not Brett me that's now. Choking. <laughs> Put the cheese wedge hat on. Oh, okay. Oh, she had a cheese wedge hat on and was giving me the love, and I was a Bears fan. I would revel in it. I'd finish on the cheese thing. I was just going to say, I, I soiled on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would soil to... that cheese thing <laughs> by myself. Like that. See, no, that's what I would do. Wear it. So I would do that constantly. And she's at the grocery store. I'd tug my own horn all over her Raven's clothes. I couldn't. <laughs> it would, this wouldn't be a healthy relationship at all. Every time I'd walk in the closet, I'd just be like, <laughs> spit on her clothes. Get this goddamn purple and black, ugly ass Raven's jerseys out of here. Couldn't do it. I, the other day when she pulled the jersey out, I was like, did you starch that? Or it's, yeah. it's standing it's up so by stiff. itself now. <laughs> and you bleached it. This thing constantly needs washing. Did you run into a sisu tree? <laughs> you smell funny. I don't know why I pulled it right out of the dryer. Anyway, you can go f*** yourself, lady. I, yeah, it's, I, unc- it, it can't, nothing about that is reasonable. Cannot live in that household where it's... I hate those stupid houses where they have the flag. Defining household. 
and they got a Sun Devil and a U of A thing. Like, you're not divided. You're, both your teams suck. Take your flag down. And if you had a divided household where one, there's a Ravens and a Steelers flag on there, or Jesus, I mean, Bears-Packers is worthless rivalry, but it's a rivalry where people were willing to the house is Our house is Switzerland. Nobody has their stuff. But I, my neighbor across the street's got a Packers flag for I don't know how you do Time to move. <laughs> TikTok. I kind of think TikTok. I need. I kind of think I need to shake <laughs> Medea's hand again and just feel what's so special about her palm because it is special for you to oh, do. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> close, oh no. yeah. <laughs> did she have? Did she one of the in college like do one of that fork tongue thing? Where <laughs> something. Something ain't right. It's incompatibility. Like you wouldn't even like on Match.com, she'd fall to the bottom of the pile just on the questionnaire. Uh, I didn't ask ahead of time, you know, and then I learned. God, you found out after the the hand job? Literally. You must have met during baseball season. (laughs) Love at first hug. It's one of my first questions. Love at first hug. Uh, Literally. So, (laughs) do you have a good relationship with your dad? Yeah, it's real good. I love him the most. Okay, she's out. Daddy, she's a crazy bitch. I'll never live up to that. How's your credit score? It's pretty good. I ran into a little trouble, so I have a Hyundai at 24%. Okay, this bitch is nuts. I'm not doing this. Credit score's around 540 you follow football? Yeah, my ex-boyfriend was a Ravens fan, so I'm... All right, get the f*** out. You're done. <laughs> Three questions. Dad, credit. What team do you like? Show me a picture of your mom. Yeah, and then that's when you've when you've gotten <laughs> the hand the job. Deep. After the first hand job, you're like, do you have any photos of your mom? That's her. Which one? The one with Grimace? What? No, there's no Grimace. That's my mom. Oh, my God, I thought you were at McDonald's. That's your mother? <laughs> <laughs> this is over. Get the f*** out of my house. I thought your mom was in a grimace costume. She's got a skin disorder. Jesus, what, would she eat nothing but plums? Your mom was in Goonies? <laughs> You're turning violet, Violet. Oh, you got to meet John Matusek. That's neat. That, no, I don't know who that is. That's my mother. <laughs> Get out of my mouth. for Telly? <laughs> oh, you were on the set of Throw Mama from the Train. That's adorable. Which one is your mom? Is that Billy Crystal? I don't know what you're talking about. That's my mom. Billy Crystal's your mother? No, the one next to him. The mop. Get out of my house. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I don't care how good the hand job is, Brett. I don't know how you're doing it. And that's because you're a Bears fan. You're, you're oh, gluttonous. It's for, a good time to be doing Aaron it. Aaron Rodgers was right. We own you. Look, she was she was <laughs> two years old the last time the Bears were good. So That's true. So she owns you. It's rough. Anyway, yeah, Raven fan and I, we could be friends until mid-August. Then I don't want to talk to that guy ever. John, it's an example that it can work. <laughs> Go f*** yourself, Brady. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> I give that. I, they're very happy together. You can see it. They're nice. Yeah. The Bears ever start making a run and the Packers are good, this is over. <laughs> no way. No way. If she was like a... I got a long time. I got to worry about that. Not, so. and again, <laughs> until death do you part. You two don't have a chance. Like that Bears thing is never going to rear its head nope. up. No, don't worry about it. Anyway. And when the Bears were good, the Packers were like three-win teams. So yeah. It's never been a quality rivalry oh. since the 60s. Anyway. I don't know how you do it. So... Imagine that. Because you've never been a fan of a team. Right. Like you'd band, actually, so, that's you know. true. You'd, well, the Cubs. You'd actually, yeah. but I'd never kill over it. You know what? I'd have taken hand jobs from Cardinal fans if, as a Cub <laughs> fan. So I understand. It's like, what What am I all fussy about? My team stinks, and this Cardinal fan wants to give me a handy. I'm going to turn her little red birds white and get out of here. <laughs> 
Oh, white dove. Oh, that's geez, a cardinal. Sorry. I made your, I made your dove, made your doves disappear. Those are cardinals. I don't know. You need to take a second look. I've done some damage. I keep getting my jerseys. Keep getting these weird blotches on the birds. Yeah, no, oh, God, I must have a leak in the ceiling or something. Anyway, so if you're willing to kill your wife because she's opposing you. With a rival. I don't know how you expect to go to a game where you don't care about somebody and they do it. So don't. You're going to get killed at the game. And you should. And you probably deserve a, <laughs> a pop in the chops. Run in your mouth. The dude died. So these are two clean shots or maybe he hit his head on the way down. But the dude died. I understand maybe a little man-to-man, you know, they called it mutual combat in the story. All right. It's too far. You're grown-ups. It shouldn't come to that. But I understand that it would. It's like you said, too, though. It's crazy because it, it was the visitor that effed the guy won. up, and he never, yeah. like, nobody stuck up for him. Right. So well, somebody was saying something terrible. The first yeah. punch, but self-defense, it's all whatever, you know. mouthy mouth, mouth. Somebody said something horrible. And it's probably Boston. with Those that Boston jumped yeah, right in. Exactly. So something was going on with that Boston guy. Because you're right, the mix didn't help. Oh, yeah. Don't pick on Patriot fans right now. They are. The nerves are exposed. They're not very good. And they're not used to it. So you get mouthy with them, they're just going to start pointing at those trophies and scream Tom Brady and swing. They've had it all taken away from them. They're very bitter right now. So be careful. Uh, It's 627. And stay away from Xavier Howard. He will get you pregnant. Uh, Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 